Sales and Operations Planning, SNOP, really hasn't changed much in the past 30 years. And to be honest, it's not really living up to what it said it was going to do. And if it's not keeping up with the business of today, it really has no hope of keeping up with the business of tomorrow. So is it time to scrap it? Is it time to try something new? Let's discuss and let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Eric Wilson, and this is IBF On Demand, an exciting podcast coming to you live from the bunker still somewhere in the middle of Kentucky. We do have a sponsor, Arkiva, your one-stop SNOP software solution. And speaking of SNOP, we're going to be talking a little bit about SNOP today and exactly what you may need to do to rethink it. So talking a little bit about SNOP. As I said, sales and operations planning has been around for 30 years. And I made the claim that's not keeping up with where we are today. And actually, we have some research that kind of says this a little bit as well. IBF did a research report, and you can find that report at IBF.org. Talks in detail about everything I'm going to mention real quick and actually has the numbers and highly recommend checking it out. It's IBF.org. It's a research available for all members. Check that out. But in that research... It asked over 600 companies about their SNOP process and, and some key KPIs as far as forecast accuracy, inventory, service, exactly how they were looking at as far as companies with and all companies. Miraculously, if you looked at the 400 companies who said they had an active SNOP process, looking at days of inventory, the average days of inventory was 39 days. All companies combined, 37 days. It was actually two days lower when you looked at all companies combined. So you actually look at the converse of that, two days higher for the companies who said they had an active SNOP process. But maybe it's inventories may not be the right KPI because maybe it was the right inventory. Maybe they didn't have enough inventory before. So when you look at service levels, we see no change. 6% on back orders as, sale, as percentage of sales. 27% as a service of stockouts. It was the same exact companies with and companies without SNOP process. So we wasn't seen on the service side, but forecast accuracy, I'm, I'm sure that would be the one place we would see any type of improvement. Because it improves collaboration, you're getting more inputs, and you're bringing this consensus forecast through this process. The truth is, in the IBF research, the 471 companies who said they had an SNOP process at a forecast accuracy at a lag one, the SKU MAPE, 5%. All companies combined, 664, 5%. No change. So in essence, we didn't really see that benefit. I'm not suggesting we throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I think we need to figure out exactly why. And before we figure out why, exactly where did we, how did we get here? I, I talked about the 30-year 30 30 journey. And that really started back in 1987 when SNOP really came out as a process. Oliver White 
really developed it as part of their consulting. It was made popular by uh, Bob Stahl and, and uh, Tom Wallace as far as with their book on sales and operation. We, we became the Bible for the standard five-step process. Over the years, it really became an SIOP, it became IBP, uh, business efficiency planning, BEP, SNOE, a lot of different iterations. And a lot of those iterations were really, in my opinion, trying to fill those those deficits, those things that SNOP wasn't doing. It was putting new initials to it, trying to revamp it, re, kind of rebrand it to go forward to try to make it that much better. And most of it hasn't really succeeded yet. So I think we need to understand exactly what it's supposed to be and what it's supposed to be doing. Sales and operations planning, integrated business planning, IBP, BEP, business efficiency planning. I really don't care what we call it. They're all pretty much trying to do the same exact thing. And what is that thing they're trying to do. You can come up with a lot of different definitions, and I've seen a lot of definitions. Kind of the Institute of Business Forecasting, the definition that we've kind of aligned on and what I like to use myself. It is a structured business process that aligns all functional areas under a unified set of assumptions to enable coordinated decision planning. So I don't care what you decide to call it. And there's a lot of companies that are doing some types of process in their organization to help manage supply, demand, and other decisions, they may not call it SNOP, which is okay. I'm not hung up on the name. I'm hung up on what you're trying to do with it. And what exactly you're trying to do with it is a structured business process. That's first. That's key. Structured business process. It's not a supply chain process. It's not a demand planning process. It is a business process. And I think that's where most of the companies, it goes off the rails. Because if you have a supply chain process that you're calling an SNOP, you're going to be in that 68% that don't mature past a 2.3 on a five on a one to five scale. They don't get past average on a maturity. If you're looking at a supply chain process and calling in an SNOP, that's not enough. It's a business process. And I'll go one step further than that. If you have a supply chain process that you're trying to force other functions into is we have an SNOP process to balance supply and demand, but I'm forcing finance into it. I'm forcing marketing. I'm forcing sales to come into this meeting. It's not a business process. They don't have the same benefits that you're getting out of this. So you really need to have a structured business process. And structured means it's there's there's some formality to it. There's some consistency to this as well. There's a really a process laid out for it itself that you really define. And that's that structured part of the business process. And it's as I said it's aligning all functional areas, so it's not just one, but you really to a single set of assumptions to enable coordinated decision-making. That last two words, I think, are critical here as well. It's a decision-making form. If you're going into report, 
here's what we did last month, and here's what the plan is going forward. Check the box. Done. If that's your SNOP process, guess what? You're not even at the two per, at the two on a on a scale from one to five on maturity. You really need to start enabling decision making, and that's the other piece that I see in a lot of SNOP that doesn't exist. They're not enabling decision making. It needs to be a decision making forum as well. And if you're not using it for that, you're not really doing an SNOP good SNOP process. So it's not really that SNOP is not living up to it. It's just we're not living up to its capabilities of enabling decision-making and having it as a business process. We've lived too long in trying to bring it from a supply chain process or a demand planning process to develop a forecast and trying to elevate it to a business process. You're going in the wrong direction. It's a business process that incorporates supply chain, incorporates forward-looking projections, forecasting, business forecasting, incorporates finance, it incorporates all functional areas to a unified set of assumptions of what's going to happen going forward to help enable coordinated decision making. I think I've hyped on that enough, but it's really important because there's some key pieces in there that I think are being neglected. And that negligence is the reason why that 68% failed to meet higher than a 2.3 on maturity. It's that, it's, it's that negligence that the reason 30 years after we come up with a process, it's struggling to meet its defined objective. It's that reason, that negligence, that we have a process now that people are starting to look at honestly saying, is this the right process for us going forward? Because I said, if it's not keeping up with the business of today, it's got no chance of keeping up with the business of tomorrow. I mean, think about that. If we're looking at these, the, the standard process of trying to balance supply and demand, that's my SNOP process. With where we're going in the business of tomorrow, of trying to be more agile, throwing more data in the mix, trying using predictive analytics. If we're looking at the enabling that business of tomorrow to develop even more insights that are not siloed, that are not functional, that really impact an entire organization. If you look at that business of tomorrow with a demand planner really is elevated and becomes a independent function. When you look at that business of tomorrow that lives on insights and data, balancing supply and demand, I'll be honest with you, a machine can do that for you now. So what do you think is going to be in the future? AI is going to take over a lot of the rudimentary and routine type tasks we have. Not saying that what you're doing right now may be all automated, but AI will start to augment and automate processes and outputs. And balancing supply and demand is one process that can be augmented or automated. But there's so many other things we do. And what we're doing is changing those data into insights that other functions can use and we can use for other, guess what? Decision making across an entire organization. And that's really where SNOP needs to elevate itself to as well. 
So if you're doing the same things you did 30 years ago, guess what? You're behind the curve now and you're going to be even more behind the curve going forward. So some of the key things we need to look at, and I think a successful sales and operations planning will be going forward. What are those, those tenets of a successful SNOP process going forward? And I think it really comes down to five things. First, let's talk about strategy. It's, if it's a structured business process that aligns all functional areas under a unified set of assumptions to enable decision-making, that's the strategy of the process itself. But that needs to be aligned to the strategy of the organization. It's a business function. Too many times I've seen multiple processes inside organizations doing the same thing independently with different people running them. You have a product lifecycle manager, PLM. You have an FP&A process, financial planning uh, analysis. You have a, uh, an SNOP process that's, that's active inside an organization. You have a executive business re- review that's happening s- separate from an SNOP executive business review as well that really talks more things at high level that we can't deal with at the SNOP level. If those are the cases and you have four or five multiple processes going at the same time, you're not aligning to a business process. It really helps align those. So you really need to figure out a way where decisions are being made, where processes are happening to make those decisions and start aligning those. I have a, an article actually on demand-planning.com. It actually talks about that. It's called decision mapping. A lot of consultants come in and they'll do process mapping. And, and it's great to understand your process. Value stream mapping. It's great to understand where your value is coming type situation. This is the next level is where we really start talking about decision mapping. It works very similar. It, it details exactly how to go through this process. Highly recommend you as an organization go through this process as well. And really focus on where those decisions are being made. What process is making that decision? What are the inputs to that decision? What technology and process enables an insight from that decision and who's using those insights as well? Those key things, as far as you know, the inputs, the process, the outputs, the, the process that's utilizing it, the people involved, those key characteristics mapped out strategically, you can actually look at and say, okay, we have the same person providing the same information to three different meetings. Why? And it's being interpreted three different ways. Why? You can start coordinating better and coordinating those functions and unifying on a set of assumptions. And you can start working towards the strategy of the organization as well. Instead of having siloed processes and siloed functions with their thiefdoms and their information trying to accomplish something, you really are aligning to the company strategy at that point. And it gives something the executives they need. They need to know all the pieces and all the parts and everything going into it. They need to understand those things so they can make a better informed decision as well. It also helps people at every level because once you're aligned to that strategy and the functions are aligned, it really is trickled down at that point. People understand what they're 
working towards and why they're working towards it as well. As old as SNOP is, there's something as old as it that I keep hearing from consultants and companies as a major struggle. It's that siloed mentality. It's really people working in silos and not communicating. Guess what? It's our own fault. You'd think by now we'd figure out how to get past that. One way to get past that is with a good business process that unifies people together. So strategy, I think, is, is step one. That's that first thing we need to look at is strategy. And it all starts there. Second thing is the people. Every decision uses a prediction. Every decision that any function's making is really a forward projection of something that's going to happen. If not, you're just reacting. It's not really a decision. If it's a decision, it's based on a forward-looking projection. Guess what? That's a forecast. So I don't care if you're in finance. I don't care if you're in marketing. I don't care if you're in a supply chain. I don't care if you're that CEO of the company. Decisions you're making is based on a forecast. So guess what one of those functions you really need to start looking at and start integrating across your organization? Predictive analytics, forecasting, business forecasting, those things play a key role in a solid SNOP process. Not just to give you insights on sales, but insights on every aspect of your business. It's turning data into insights is the key. That's one aspect of the people. It's taking analytics and really pushing an organization to be a data-driven, analytics-driven organization, to use data, to use analytics to help guide their decisions going forward. Because you need to have that agility. You need to have that going forward as well. And really, that becomes a key part of it. So you need the people to do it. So it's a cultural thing. It's a, it's, it's a functional thing in, in uh, making it cross-functional. It's, it's really the people aspect across the board. It's changing your mindset from that silo mentality to the cooperative type mentality as well. So there's a lot of going on there with the people that has to change going forward. It's also about a process. It's changing your processes. It's being able to willing to adapt Understanding an ecosystem that you're living in. You're not living in a silo. You're living with other functions inside your organization. There's an ecosystem of information. There's an ecosystem of processes. There's an ecosystem of needs. Being part of that ecosystem is really understanding your process. You'll have an, an individual unique process. You still need to be able to know what to order, what to build, uh, what logistics you need. You still need those parts from a supply chain perspective. Those processes don't change. That day-to-day grind of walking around with a fire hose and trying to put out fires and, and planning for the next week, those things aren't changing. But you have to understand how that fits in to the larger organization and adapting your processes to that. It's not trying to force your process and having them comply. It's being part of a larger process is really the key, I think, going forward. Metrics is the next thing as well. When you're looking at metrics, far too many SNOP process get hung up on a, a what was my forecast accuracy last, which is good. I understand that. But guess what? What's that telling you? 
Is that a is that a stick to see how good we were at forecasting? You're actually measuring a volatility a lot of times. Are you truly measuring your accuracy? Are you truly measuring your inputs and your process? No, you're not. So it, it, just that alone, forecast value add, FVA, far better KPI for an SNOP process than your forecast accuracy. Now, I'm not saying forecast accuracy doesn't work because that is showing downstream how much variability, how much uncertainty you need to plan for. So that's a key thing in planning you need to know. But it's not measuring necessarily your measuring stick for how the process is doing. If we're looking at this top down instead of bottom up, if we're looking at this really as a business process, what are you running your business on? What KPIs is the business focused on? Could it be EBITDA? When's the last time in your sales and operations planning you talked about EBITDA? When's the last time in your sales and operations planning you talked about cash flow? Not inventory, true cash flow. If that's how the executives are running their business on balance sheets and P&L statements, shouldn't we be looking similarly as KPIs inside our business process that's enabling decision making? So you may need to rethink your whole KPIs and which ones run your business. The next layer after that is, okay, which ones are driving those KPIs? Is it uncertainty? Does forecast accuracy play a key point in that? Okay, if so, then FVA is a key component of that process. Is it days of supply is part of our cash flow? Okay, what's impacting our days of supply? Lead time, supplier variability, uh, uh, forecast variability, uncertainty. All those things play key components in inventory. So that's your next level. But understand that top level first for the KPIs, then those next level. And you really need to look at balancing those two. I, I've mentioned it in a few podcasts. I'll mention it once again. And, and uh, Brom has a great book on this. And I'll, I'll probably bring him in in the future if I can and talk more in depth about the KPIs here because I think it's a great, great podcast in itself. He's from Saventure, uh, FYI, if you want to check out his book. I'll, I'll, I'll probably put it in the notes below uh, and more information about that. But he talks about the triangle, really that cost cash service triangle. And with that, that's balancing all three because you, you won't be able to do all of it. You want to try to do all, but guess what? Your company is going to have one that's dominant. If you're a acquisition type company, cash. If you're a low margin cost, if you're looking at service because it's critical you have 99.9% service, service is going to be your top priority. There's trade-offs with anything you do. Those trade-offs is what enables decisions. So understanding that pyramid, those KPIs, I think is going to be a critical component in the SNOP evolution or where you're going going forward is helping understand those top key top KPIs that really drive your organization specifically. The last piece, if you look at strategy, people, process, metrics, is going to be technology. I think technology is another key component that's highly overlooked because guess what? Excel, it's not going to get you there going forward. Excel can do some good reports and you can use PowerPoint. I mean, in fact, I mean, as I said sales and operations planning is 34, 35 years old and PowerPoint's only 20 some years old. So I'm really wondering how they did 
sales and operations planning before PowerPoint. I'm amazed they could do that because PowerPoint really drives most of the SNOP processes nowadays. And Excel is generally what you see behind those PowerPoints. Putting together the deck, putting together the information and formats you need to have. And a lot of it's just report building and a lot of legwork. Probably 80% of your effort goes into a 40-minute presentation and you spent hours and hours and resources being able to put that together. Not very agile and not very efficient. And it's not giving you the insights you need as well. So when you look at that fifth component of a good SNOP process going forward, you need to start looking at technology as an enabler. You need to find good technology that really is that end-to-end complete SNOP solution that does demand planning, inventory, segmentation, but also enables collaboration. It enables that complete view. It enables that KPIs you need to look at. It enables that what-if scenario planning to be able to look at what happens if and have an answer. It takes those efficiencies back and resources you were using in just generating reports and having a system that can really the company can operate off of and being able to plan off of and have the right information. It creates visibility, not only in the meetings, but outside the meetings as well. Technology is a key enabler of an SNOP, and we far overlooked it for too long. We need to start looking at ways we can find that SNOP becomes technology enabled as well. And that's really the key. There's a lot of companies that will say it, and there's other companies that do it. So be careful with that and find companies that truly can do it as well. And that's really the key of a good SNOP process going forward. It's that strategy you're going to have. It's, it's, it is the people. It's the process, metrics, and technology. Putting those together becomes that SNOP going forward. Aligning multiple processes is key. Having the right people in place. Looking at the right data. All those things are key going forward. So basically, to answer my question at the very beginning, is it time we scrap this idea of SNOP? I don't think so. I think it still has life. What I think happened is we've gotten complacent. We've misunderstood what the purpose of it is. We've started to get a little lazy. And we thought SNOP does our job instead of doing the business's job. I think we don't necessarily need to scrap the idea. There's a great foundational components of sales and operations planning. Call it whatever you want. If you go forward, revamp it, anything you want to call it. But go back to what it's supposed to do. And what it's supposed to do is be that structured business process that aligns all functional areas under a unified set of assumptions to enable coordinated decision-making. If you kind of rely on that as your foundation of what you're trying to do with whatever process you call it, guess what? You're not only going to succeed today, but you will be able to keep up with the changes that's occurring going forward. And it will help enable you and 
be that differentiator for you going forward as well. So I, I don't think it's on life support. I don't think it's on a ventilator right now. SNOP has life and you have the capability of breathing life into it. So that's up to you of what you want to do in your organization. It don't have to wait for the top. You can start in the position you are, be that advocate, be that proponent of it. Find information about exactly what are the best practices, what you can do. Not just the balancing supply and demand, not just the five steps. Go beyond that. Rethink it. Rethink your people. Rethink your process. Rethink your technology. Be the advocate inside that organization. Come to IBF. We can help you out with that as well. There's a lot of services we provide out for our members and for corporate members as well. There's corporate services that will help you, guide you on exactly everything I'm talking about. It lays out that maturity for you. It talks about that decision mapping, going through the decision mapping process with you, looking to see exactly where you may want to focus and what areas you have to be able to accentuate and be able to do more with. It lays out that roadmap for you as well. I highly encourage you, if you're an organization, if you're an individual saying, hey, I love everything you're saying, but how exactly do we do this? Reach out to me. Reach out to IBF.org. Look at the corporate services we have available for you as well. A lot of those can lay out exactly that roadmap you need with little engagement to be able to take you to that next level, to at least start, give you the foundational pieces. We don't have a dog in this fight. We come in and give you that unbiased look at your people, process, and technology, give you a clear assessment of what you can do, and then allow you to take those and work with somebody else or work on your own to be able to do it. So with that, that third party, in essence, that can come in and help you with this. So I hope I've given you some things to chew on, some things to think about. My goal is always make you start thinking. Hope you've given you new life to think in your SNOP process and new tools to work for as well. So with that, thank you guys very much. This is another podcast. Don't forget, please like, share. We are have a sponsor of Archiva. They are one of those SNOP software solutions that I mentioned. Check them out as well. It's a great tool for you. There's some great research at demand-printing.com, ibf.org for information. Check out these podcasts, subscribe, share, comment down below. Send me your comments at eric at ibf.org. Love to hear from you as well. Thank you all very much. And don't forget, wash your hands.